today on Grace to the Hearers with Pastor Eric Kluth. Jesus Christ is worthy of our praise. He is worthy of our, our just glorifying Him and doing all things for His namesake. May us not lose sight of that focus as we go amongst our days. That we continue to remember who it is all about. What is it all about? It's all about revealing and showing others the glory of God. Pointing things back to Him. Time is too short to put the glory on ourselves. We must give it to Him. Pastor Eric teaches us today that Jesus is an encouraging God that cheers us on when we're feeling down and discouraged. As the Lord lifts our spirits and puts the wind back in our sails, He gets the glory for the impossible things He does through us and in our lives. For everything is possible with God. Now here's Pastor Eric in the book of Judges, chapter 7, verse 3, with today's study. And so then Gideon still down to 10,000, probably saying to himself, okay, 10,000 men, we're ready to battle. Okay, let's get pumped up again, guys. 10,000 of us left. We can go and fight the Midianites of 135,000. They're like labeled as many as the locusts. We can do this. Oh, uh, the Lord interrupts again. Gideon, there's still too many. Uh, What? Oh, yes, there's still too many. In fact, I need you to go down and take them to the, the, where the water's at, and then I need you to separate them, okay? Uh, you're going to have some that are going to lap like a dog, and then there's going to be some that get down and drink water. Now, I'll separate them for you. I'll do this for you. Okay, so Gideon takes them down to the watering hole, right? He takes them down, and then there's the people who... Lap like a dog. Now, the Hebrew for lap is like making the sound of a dog, okay? The, right? Lapping. Then there was the people who got down on their knees and drank like a normal human being, okay? So, here we go. The Lord then says, okay, the 300, and then you have the 9,700, And then if I was thinking of Gideon, he might have been thinking, okay, 9,700, and then there's 300. What's going on here? The Lord tells them to send away those who knelt down and drank water. Keep those who lapped like a dog. 300 men. He takes the army of 32,000 down to 300. Now, I would have been like, thinking like going through this as you see the 9700 and the 300 I would have been like okay God you're getting rid of the crazy people and then you're getting us the the solid people these guys are solid they're not afraid and they're normal okay because like if I was sitting next to somebody in Starbucks and they start lapping their their frappuccino like a dog I'm moving out of there right but God chose chose the 300 And you would be thinking in your mind, right? This is crazy. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. Guys, God tells Gideon that these 300 men would deliver, uh, he would deliver the Midianites into his hand. Now the application that I, that I just, just, the Lord is just hitting me with that this, this past week here learning this is God wants the glory. God wants glory. 
He wants the glory. And many times throughout the Bible, it is noted, what? To God be the glory. God wants the glory, and he deserves the glory because he is majesty. Just like we sang tonight, he was majesty. He is majesty, and he desires the glory. No matter how extreme the situation becomes, God wants to be glorified. Paul said this in the church in Corinth. He said, therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And oftentimes we look at the situations that we are facing and we focus on the situations versus looking at the, how is this going to glorify God? How is this going to bring glory to God? Because God is a God who seeks glory. He wants to be recognized. He wants to be praised. He wants to be worshipped. He wants the spotlight on him. But so many of us, and it's so easy to do, when hard times or the impossible situation pops up, we often think of the impossible. We lose sight of what God is going to do. So easy to do. And when we look and we focus on the impossible, guess what comes in? Fear comes in. Doubt comes in. Pride comes in saying that you can handle this all by yourself. Discouragement sets in and defeat. But if we focus on the glory of God and get outside of this box that we put God in and see the majesty of who God is and that he is king of kings and lord of lords and we just let him be who he is, the God almighty, the, the creator of heaven and earth, the one who has all things under his hand, just let him be God and say, God, how do you want to be glorified in this situation? How do you want to be glorified? Remind yourselves, guys, when you face the impossible, because we all face the impossible. There's moments in our lives when we face the impossible, where we are like, we don't know what to do. This seems so far out of our element that we have no control over this. Look to the glory of God. Look to his glory to see what he is going to do. And I would have to say, we have to be intentional in our thought process. Because we are so focused on what we're going through and focused on ourselves that we easily can forget the glory of God. In everything that we do, whatever you're involved in, do all things to the glory of God. And that includes the bad times. That includes even the good times. Do all things, everything that we do to the glory of God because he deserves it. Just like God said to Gideon, he's like, there, there's too many that are not going to give me the glory. They're going to say that I've saved myself. And so he removed it. Why? Because God is a jealous God and he wants the glory. He wants the praise. Don't seek after your own glory but seek after the glory of God. Jesus said this. Uh, he says, I do not have a demon, but I honor my father, and you dishonor me. I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks and judges. Jesus himself is our example, and he was all about whose business, church? The father's business, his glory. He was all about honoring God he was not seeking to glorify himself. What an example for you and I today. 
Because at the end of the day, you guys, at the end of the time, after every single situation, no matter what we face in our life, what does it come down to? For a believer, what does it come down to? For us who proclaim in Jesus Christ, what does it come down to? Glorifying Jesus. Revelations 4.11 says this, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and, and, and by your will they exist and were created. Jesus Christ is worthy of our praise. He is worthy of our, our just glorifying him and doing all things for his name's sake. May us not lose sight of that focus as we go amongst our days. That we continue to remember who it is all about. What is it all about? It's all about revealing and showing others the glory of God. Pointing things back to him. Time is too short to put the glory on ourselves. We must give it to him. Having the heart that gives God glory in everything. Even when we face the impossible. Even when we face the impossible, can we give God the glory? Can we say, I don't want to see my, I don't want to see my glory. I don't want to try to do anything, but I want to sit and see what God is going to do in this situation. God, how are you going to be glorified in this situation? You just took 32,000 men and you dropped them down to 300 before war. How are you going to be glorified? How are you going to be glorified? We'll see how God's going to be glorified because he's going to take his people out of the hand of the Midianites with 300, as he has said. So then, moving on, the armies drop down to 300. In verse 9, God gives Gideon assurance, <laughs> just that, that encouragement. Because I'm sure if I was in his spot, he was looking for encouragement at this time, you guys. He was looking for that encouragement. And verse 9 says this, uh, it says, and it happened that same night that the Lord said to him, arise and go down to the camp, for I have delivered it into your hand. But if you are afraid to go down, go down to the camp of Pura, your, with, with Pura, your servant, and you shall hear what they say. And afterward, your hand shall be strengthened to go down against the camp. Well, then he went down with Pura, his servant, to the outpost of the armed men who were in the camp. Verse 12, now the Midianites and the Amalekites and all the people of the east were lying in the valley as numerous as locusts, okay, and their camel were without number as the sand by the seashore in multitude. Verse 13, and when Gideon had come there, uh, and when Gideon had come, there was a man telling a dream to his companion, and he said, I've had a dream. To my surprise, a loaf of barley bread tumbled into the camp of Midian. It came to a tent and struck it so that it fell over and overturned, and the tent collapsed. <laughs> then his companion answered and said, This is nothing else but the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. Into his hand God has delivered Midian and the whole camp. Wow. So here God says, okay, Gideon, I've just taken your army down to 300 men. Now, uh, if you need some reassurance, I need you to go down to the enemy's camp. Say, what? You want me now to go to the enemy's camp? Yes, I want you to go to the enemy's camp. And if you're afraid, take your servant with you and go and hear what they are saying. And so sure enough, Gideon does what? But by night, him and his servant go down to the camp of the Midianites, 
and he hears what they are saying. And sure enough, one of the Midianites was saying, I've had this dream of uh, barley, uh, barley bread rolling into the, to the, the camp and taking it all out. We'll let you know barley bread was a humble thing, okay? Barley for, for that time was very like low in a sense for people to eat, in sense, it, it, for the poor, okay? So it wasn't anything mighty, but he sees this barley bread like a tumbleweed rolling into the camp of Midian and taking out this camp. And sure enough, the guy who's interpreting is like, dude, this is like, this is Gideon, the son of Joash, the man of Israel. God has delivered Midian into, the, uh, delivered Midian into, their, into their hands. If you were Gideon, you guys, on that night, and you heard this conversation take place, how would you be feeling? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man, Pura, let's go back and tell the camp. Let's go back. Let's go tell the 300 what God's going to do. He gives them that insurance. God gives them that encouragement. He tells them that, you know, to go and to listen. And, and again, it's another what you talking about, Willis moment. You know, like you want me to go to this camp and hear what they're doing? Oh, yes, I do. That's what the Lord is saying to him. But he goes and, uh, you know, it doesn't seem normal, does it? For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. Wow. I think we're learning something here that God cannot be placed in a box. So Gideon, he goes, he hears, and then the Midianites, the camp was afraid of Gideon. This is encouraging for the children of Israel, okay? So when facing the impossible in life, God not only wants to be glorified, but he wants to encourage you. He wants to encourage you. Remember Joshua, you guys? Joshua, our friend Joshua? Yeah? He followed up Moses? Okay. He was facing the impossible, taking on the leadership after Moses. And what did God say to Joshua? should be on the screen. It says, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. Wow, what an encouraging word from the Lord to Joshua. Jesus giving the disciples the great, uh, great uh, commission, sending them out. Jesus said to them, Matthew 28, 20, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Encouragement. The disciples were facing the impossible. Carrying out the word of God, making disciples amongst the nations, teaching them all the things that Jesus had taught them, that's a pretty heavy task. But Jesus saying, I am with you. I am with you always. Guys, even looking back at Haggai, the book of Haggai, the Israelites, how the Lord sent encouragement to them. They were facing the impossible, rebuilding the temple of God. They, were, they, were, uh, they, they, they weren't doing it. And God, being a God of encouragement, sends encouragement their way, doesn't he? Remember Haggai 2, 4, it says, Yet yeah, now be strong, Zerubbabel, says the Lord, and be strong, Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and be strong, all you people of the land, says the Lord, and work, for I am with you, says the Lord of hosts. 
And he continues in verse 5. He says, according to the word that I've covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, so my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. Remembering that God is with you. And if he is with you, then what, you guys? When you're facing the impossible, then what, guys? What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? So the next time you face discouragement, look back at a time when God took you through the impossible. Look at the time when God pulled you out of the impossible. What ways did he bring encouragement then? And how did he do it? When I face discouragement, God often encourages me. It's just crazy how God works, you know, (laughs) because, yeah, pastors face discouragement, okay? Everybody does. But God, being a God that is an encouraging God, stirs in somebody's heart often to send a note, to write something, to just say, hey, God's with you. Keep doing the good work for the Lord. Hey, man, praise God. So encouragement. Thank you, Jesus, because you know what my heart needs at that very moment, and he does you too. He knows what you need at that very moment, and he is faithful to give it to us. That is why, you guys, it is very important to listen and to obey the Holy Spirit. Even if it means going out of your comfort zone. And if God places somebody on your heart to call or write or to do something for, please do it. Because you don't know how God is using you to encourage that person. Don't miss out the opportunity. Don't miss out on being a vessel of encouragement for the Lord. And letting him encourage those around us. Well, so God gives Gideon the encouragement. Well, verse 15 through 25, let's see the battle, you guys, as we got to hurry here. And so it was when Gideon heard the telling of the dream and the interpretation that he worshipped. I would be worshipping too. And he returned to the camp of Israel and said, Arise, for the Lord has delivered the camp of Midian into your hand. Then he divided 300 uh, men into three companies and put a trumpet into every man's hand with empty pitchers and torches inside the pitchers. And he said to them, look at me and do likewise. Watch. And when I come to the edge of the camp, you shall do as I do. When I blow the trumpet and all who are with me, then you also blow the trumpet on every side of the whole camp. And say, the sword of the Lord of and the, the sword of the Lord and, and of Gideon. Verse 19, so Gideon and the 300 men who were with him came to the outpost of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch, just as as they had posted the watch. And they blew the trumpets and broke the pitchers that were in their hands. Verse 20, then the three companies blew the trumpets and broke the pitchers, and they held the torches in their left hand and the trumpets in their right hands blowing for blowing, and they cried the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. Yeah, And every man stood in his place all around the camp, and the whole army ran and cried out and fled. When the 300 blew the trumpets, the Lord set every man's sword against his companion throughout the whole camp. And the army fled to Beth Acacia toward Zerah, as far as the border of Abel, Mola, and Tabith. Verse 23, and the men of Israel gathered together from Naphtali, Asher, and all Manasseh, and pursued the Midianites. Verse 24, the Gideon, then Gideon sent messengers throughout all the mountains of Ephraim, saying, Come down against the Midianites and seize 
from the watering places as far as Beth Bara and the Jordan. Then all the men of Ephraim gathered together and seized the watering places as far as Beth Bara and the Jordan. Verse 25, and they captured two princes of the Midianites, Oreb and Zeb. They killed Oreb at the rocks of Oreb, and Zeb they killed at the winepress of Zeb. They pursued Midian and brought the heads of Oreb and Zeb to Gideon on the other side of the Jordan. So here we go, you guys. Gideon comes back to the men who laugh like dogs, right? Come back to them and says, God has given us the Midianites. Let us rise, let's go, and we're going to take trumpets, we're going to take pitchers with fire, and we're going to shout really loud, and God's going to deliver the Midianites into our hands. Okay, all right, we're down with that. Let's go. So they followed the plan. They sneak attack around the Midianites. They break up into three groups, and sure enough, when Gideon set the, the call, what did everybody do? Boom! Bam! The sword of the Lord and of Gideon! All around them, okay? The Midianites, from a sleeping, because it was nighttime, awake, freaking out, scared, like, ah! Start killing the guys around them. Do you see what God is doing? God was delivering the the Midianites into the hand of the, the Israelites. And what did they do? Did they come with their swords? No. They came with their trumpets and their pitchers. Bam! And God delivers them. Holy smokes. I'm glad I don't have hair because I'm like sweating, man. This is awesome. The impossible is not impossible with God. Jesus said this about salvation. With men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Nothing is impossible with our God. Nothing is impossible with our God. I love that because I love it. I need to remember that. Because when I'm facing the impossible, I look at the situation, I look at the impossible, and I get defeated. Instead of looking at my God who gets the glory, God, how are you going to get the glory in this? Because nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible for you. Do you believe that, church? Do you believe that there's nothing impossible for our God? Because the fight scene tells us (laughs) that there is nothing impossible for our God. And so we don't need to walk in defeat. We need to walk in the victory of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are serving a God that is mighty. A God who can turn this world upside down. So we don't have to be afraid because God is with us. I like this verse in 1 John 4, 4. It says, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them, overcome them. Because he who is in you is greater than he who is in this world. There's going to be attacks that come. The impossible are going to be coming to knock you to the ground, to destroy you. They're going to drop you. They're going to hurt you. But they're not going to leave you dead. Because we are alive in Jesus Christ. And our God is greater. And he's overcome he who is in this world. And we have victory in our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. Chew on that, that God is a God where all things are possible. Pastor Eric will continue teaching through the book of Judges the next time you join us. As you've been listening today, perhaps some questions have come to mind. 
If so, we'd like to help. Just email your questions, comments, or prayer requests to info at gracetothehearers.com. That's info at gracetothehearers.com. We'll be sure to prayerfully respond because it's our desire to help you on your journey as you're seeking to walk with Jesus. You can also post your comments or questions to our Facebook page. Just search on Facebook for Grace to the Hearers Radio and join the conversation. If you can't find a church near you that's teaching through the Bible verse by verse, please let us know. We may be able to help you connect with a Bible study in your area and we'll certainly add you and your community to our prayer list as it's our desire to see God's Word being simply and systematically taught in every community. Again, you can contact us by email at info at gracetothehearers.com or give us a call at 520-723-7047. That's 520-720-7047. And please don't worry if you haven't been able to write this information down. All this information and more is available at our website, gracetothehearers.com. That's gracetothehearers.com. Log on to get to know us better. Join us next time as Pastor Eric continues to proclaim grace to the hearers from the book of Judges. That's next time on Grace to the Hearers.